The Jet Set Breakfast on SAFM. Destination unknown. And it is the second hour of Jet Set Breakfast. Bertha Charuma in for Michelle. 2023, yes, we are expecting 2024, the results for metrics that wrote in 2023. The results are coming out. Now, as they chart a new life post high school, the school calendar resumes. There will be new grade eight learners being the new members in high school across the country. The big question then becomes, how do we prepare all our learners as they move and shift through their schooling experience and um, tracking the 2024s, um, you know, uh, school year and also trying to maximize your child's high school year experience. I'm joined online by, by Ari Katz, Boston Online Home Education. Good morning and welcome to Jet Set Breakfast. Morning, Bertha, and lovely to talk to you this morning. Interesting time. The results are coming out. A lot of, uh, you know, pupils that wrote metric last year. Right now, most probably, they are nervous that, you know, unless yep. if you know, you you know, you know what you did and <laughs> you are kind of like you have, a, you have an expectation of sorts. So, you know, Bertha, that's such an interesting topic that you're raising because, and let me just put it into context. The reason it's such an important topic about transition from primary school to high school and from junior high to senior high is because we know the tragedy in South Africa is that a million uh, kids start schooling grade one and approximately half of them land up getting to matric, and of that, approximately 120,000 get uh, past matric mathematics. Not talking about maths lit, I'm talking about regular maths. And so you're talking about of the number of students who start in grade one, who finish in matric with mathematics is approximately 12%. Now, think about it. We're moving into a world, or we're already in a world, which is a knowledge-based economy. Think about it. Ten years ago, we never had things like Uber, um, et cetera, et cetera. So we're moving into a knowledge-based economy, and only 12% of our grade one learners finish school with a pass in mathematics. And bear in mind, in South Africa, a pass is 30%. So what chance do you have if you if you aren't able to actually make that grade in the new world, which is the knowledge-based economy? And so I think what's critical for parents at this stage is to be saying, where is my child in this journey from grade one all the way through to matric? And be saying, how do I ensure that I maximize this experience? Because we know that in the knowledge-based economy, the majority of people who are unemployed are those who don't have education. And so it's now critical that we actually wake up and look at that. You know, there are other studies. There's the TIM study, the Trends in International Maths and Science study, which showed how poorly South Africa performed on the international stage. We know that in that last test, only 41% of learners in grade nine were able to meet the grade. So the question really is we understand the problem, but what are the solutions? That's really what we need. I believe that we need to be talking about. Not mm. sure if you agree. I, no, I totally agree. It was, it, I was Because I was thinking that, you know, education has changed so much from when I went to school and what I'm experiencing and witnessing at, at the present moment. And when you talk about solutions, what could be the solutions? What are the solutions? So you know what, it's, you're so right about how education has changed, not only in your time, but certainly in my time, and I'm probably much older than you. <laughs> but uh, education has definitely changed and in many respects. So on the one hand, 
you know, when, when I went to school, it was all about regurgitation. If you had a good memory, you, you, you learned everything, you regurgitated an exam and you did well. Today, it's a different world. Today, we're talking, as I said, in the knowledge-based economy, you need to be able to think. You, you know, we need to teach students to think because everything's available. You know, as I always say, between my wife and Google, there's nothing that I can't find out. But I need to be able to interpret that and understand what it means. But having said all that, I think we're pretty blessed in this age in a different respect. And that in the old days, there were very few additional resources to learners. Today, there are lots of options. So let me give you an example. We live in the age of the internet. So online is certainly an option. I'm not saying only instead of school, although many people use it instead of school, but it could be in addition to school. Now, let's think a little bit around that. What are the advantages of that? So in the old days, when you, or currently, you sit in a classroom, a teacher is talking to 20 or 30 or 40 students, and you're probably embarrassed to put your hand up and ask a question. And more importantly, it's difficult for the teacher to identify who has what particular problem. Now, in the online environment, firstly, I can listen to the lesson in my own time at my own pace. If I don't understand it, I can repeat it as many times as I want. Secondly, if it's good, a good online resource, it will have lots of questions which di or do diagnostics and tell me you can add a fraction, you can subtract, but you aren't able to divide. So I can pinpoint my problem and I can address that particular problem until I master that problem. So I think one of the things, you know, when we talk about solutions, there are many solutions today, but I think the one that's readily available is certainly utilizing online resources, either in addition or instead of, uh, and I'm not saying leave school, I'm saying in addition to it, you can use a lot of online resources to actually study. I'll tell you a very interesting exercise we did last year with, uh, and we're going to repeat it this year, on behalf of one of the schools. So we did a a baseline assessment with every learner um, who was entering senior high. They were about to enter grade 10. So we tested them on seven, eight, nine, all their fundamentals. Because as you know, mathematics and languages, English, for example, are all based on building blocks. You need fundamentals before you can move up the, the chain. And on that, off that baseline assessment, we produced a map which showed what you know and what you don't know. So if I use the fractions example, mm -hmm. it said you know how to add and subtract, but you can't divide. So we produced this map. Then from the map, we ran a bridging program. So they stayed in their regular class at school. And in the afternoons online, we ran a bridging program where we each week addressed a different one of their gaps in the map. And by the end of the week, we tested them and were able to tick the map. Those learners are now moving into this year into grade 10 and some of them into grade 11, but they've now fixed all the deficiencies from the last nine or 10 years that they've had at school. Yep. And so they now have a solid foundation. So why am I telling you the story? The reason is because we have a problem. There's not even a question and we need to address it. And I think we need to open our eyes as to what is available because there are a lot of things available. Uh, there are a lot of resources available. The internet has made that possible for us. Some of them are free resources and some of them are paid resources, but they exist. That's what I'm trying to identify to you. And the online can pinpoint what I know and what I don't know, and it can allow me to address that in my own time at my own pace. 
And that's the beauty of it, because if I'm smart, I go quicker. If I'm not as smart, I take a little bit longer. If I have a learning disability, I can address that as well, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. You know, so I'm, I'm not so sure how our education system, like from a government perspective, um, how it operates. Because when I, when I rewind into, you know, some years back, what used to have, what used to happen is when you move from primary school, right? Uh, grade seven right. Deter- determines, or they used to call it grade seven. I, I'm not so sure, you know, I think you'll be going to start. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. thing. Where you're, the, you're, you're assessed and if you don't pass accordingly, you don't go to the next stage. So there were always these stages. Do they still exist? I know that in private well, school they do. Yes, they do exist. But let's be honest, a lot of those assessments are very subjective and dependent on the teacher and the school. And I'm not convinced that the norms, the, the baseline norms are equal um, at all the different schools, if you know what I'm trying to say. That's number one. Plus, there has been a policy, and there is a policy in lots of schools, to push students through the system, which compounds a problem. Because if I don't have the skills and I move to the next grade, then my foundation is even weaker as I move up the chain, if you know what I mean. Yes. And hence this bridging program, for example, that I was talking about, which we ran on behalf of the school. We didn't run it on behalf of individuals, although we do it for individuals as well. But we ran it on behalf of the school. And that was what was so interesting, is that we partnered the school um, and actually happened to be a government. Well, we've done one in the government school and one in private schools as well, um, where we've we've assisted those learners to move through the through the food chain, if you know what I'm trying to say, up the ladder, by identifying gaps in their knowledge and then closing those gaps through this extracurricular program. But the reason I'm telling you that is not about this particular program, but it's to encourage learners to say, if you have a problem, go online. If you know, you, I mean, you're welcome to join our program, but you don't have to. You can go online. There are lots of resources out there available that will address these particular problems. Mm. And and when you say what what age groups are we looking at? Is it is it from from um, the age group of what? Uh, who's who's more common? Well, you know. So, you know what, the reality is I think the, the younger the, the learners, the more they would need to be assisted in their online journey. Obviously, as they get older, they become more independent in that journey, Absolutely. which is also part of getting them ready for the AI you know, revolution uh, that, that's already upon us. But um, the program that, that, that we believe works best is a blended program where it's based online and with teacher assistance. So... I don't believe you can ever get rid of the teacher. I think the most effective program is where you have both a learner who's working at their own time, own pace on the system, supplemented or supported by a teacher assistance so that the learner's not alone. He cannot be alone. I don't believe at any age in schooling, the learner should be completely alone. At all times, they should be directed and supported by a, a teacher, a mentor, etc. Mm. And... When it comes to then the ones that have written matric, when the results come out, we know we've, we've got a batch that's going to go into university and then we have a batch that is going to fall off the bandwagon. Um, are there any any options for those that fall off the bandwagon um, that you okay. that so, are offered? So, so, Bertha, let's talk a little bit about, I don't like the terminology for fall off the bandwagon, but let's talk about those who didn't necessarily achieve what they wanted to achieve. So what I would like to say to those learners is this, that don't lose hope. 
And I'll tell you why I say don't lose hope. Because as I said before, we live in the world of lots of opportunities. So let me give you a practical example um, so that we learn it, that uh, the listeners can take something practical away. If you, if you wanted to go to university and you never achieved the bachelor's pass, it doesn't mean that all hope is lost. Besides going back and redoing a subject or two to upgrade your matric, what you can also do, the other pathways, for example, and I'm just going to list one. For example, if you achieved a pass with entry to a higher certificate. So many universities today allow you to do a one-year higher certificate and then use that as a basis to get into your degree. So there are pathways into into achieving what your agenda is or what your objective is. For those learners who are finishing matric, my, my real advice to them is to do career exploration, what I call career exploration. Find out as much as you can about what are the options because today there are many options out there. You know, as I said, besides living in the, the, the knowledge economy, we live in the gig economy. Now, what does it mean I live in the gig economy? You know, I could be someone who wants to go and uh, – do music or graphics. I mean, I know, for example, from our media school, since COVID, the demand for graduates in media is huge. Now, prior to that, it wasn't so big. So what's changed? What's changed? Well, I'll tell you what's changed. One of the things, many things, but because online has become so prevalent, if you, for example, are studying, uh, let's say, digital music, not talking about music by instruments, I'm talking about digital music, or you're studying graphics or animation or web design, you're going to find that if you go on to programs like Upwork, etc., you will find that there's somebody in uh, in America or in Britain or in China that's looking for someone to either put a website together or do a gig for a for a, a an advert, etc. And for 150 dollars, I can create this and sell it online. And so my opportunities expand expand far beyond just my neighbourhood of South Africa. Yeah. Are you with me? Yes. And hence, I'm saying, do career exploration. Find out what are the options out there. As I said, media, I know from Boston Media House, it's become the demand for media grads is, uh, is rocketed because of COVID. And why? Because online has become so big. So their skills are suddenly in such huge demand, and not only in South Africa, internationally. So I, I, I encourage matriculants to do career explorations. And again, there are lots of there are lots of tools online. I mean, I know if you walk into any one of the 49 Boston City campus campuses, you can for free do uh, a program called Career Compass, where we look at your skills and your 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 what, what you're interested in, etc. And then you do career exploration. So let's say I put in there, I want to be an accountant. What it'll tell you is what does an accountant do, what subjects you need, what kind of work he does, and most importantly. What are the related careers? So that if I start studying accounting and I find this is boring, I don't want to do it, what can I do with this? Yeah, that is so true, yeah. Ari. Um, but in wrapping up, if, if someone is uh, listening to our conversation, where do they go? You've highlighted something very, very important because it's not even a matter of waiting until matric. I, I have noticed a lot of young, young children that are like 11, 12, when it comes to tech and putting stuff together, it is mind-blowing. It's like, wow. Absolutely. Yeah, they're in, the youngsters today are, are far more agile and comfortable with technology, to be honest, than you and I. 
I would encourage parents, because I'm sure there, hopefully there are a lot of parents listening to this. I would encourage parents to start taking an active role in your child's education. You know, globally, it's been proven that kids that are more successful educationally are come from homes where parents are interested in their children's education. And if you're looking for advice or guidance, in, uh, send me an email. I'm happy to engage with you. Send me an email, info at bostononline.co.za. Um, you're welcome to engage with me, and I'll point you in the right direction as to, or try and point you in the right direction as to what you should or shouldn't be doing. You know, and if I don't know the answer, I'll tell you. Great stuff. Ari Katz, Boston Online Home Education. Thank you so much for joining us on Jet Set Breakfast. Hopefully, we've changed someone's life this morning. Thank you, and have a great day. Same to you. Have a great Sunday.